ओम नमो भगवते Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 25, Text Number 9. Atra te kata ishemam. Atra te kata ishemam. Itihasam Puratanam Itihasam Puratanam Puranjanasya Charitam Puranjanasya Charitam Nibodha Gadate Mama Nibodha Gadato Mama Atrate Kataishemam Itihasan Puratanam Puranjanasya Charitam Nibodha Gadato Mama Atra Herewith Te Unto You Kataishe I shall speak. Amum on this subject matter. Itihasam history. Puratanam very old. Puranjanasya in the manner of Puranjana. Charitam his character. Nibodha try to understand. Gadata mama while I am speaking. In this connection, I used to narrate an old history connected with the character of a, of a king called Ranjana. Please try to hear me with great attention. The great says Narada Muni turned towards another topic, the history of King Ranjana. This is nothing but the history of King Prachinavarisha, told in a different way. In other words, this is an allegorical presentation. The word Purana, Pura, Puran Jana means one who enjoys their body. This is clearly explained in the next few chapters because a person entangled in material activities wants to hear stories of material activities. Naradmani turned to the topics of King Puranjana, who is none other than King Puchani Prachinavarsha. Naradmani did not directly depreciate the value of performing sacrifice in which animals are sacrificed. Lord Buddha, however, directly rejected all animal sacrifice. Sri <coughs> Jayadev Goswami has stated, Nidasi Jagya Vidher Aha Suti Jatam. The word Suti Jatam indicates that in the Vedas, uh, animal sacrifice recommended, but Lord Buddha directly denied Vedic authority in order to stop animal sacrifice. Consequently, Lord Buddha is not accepted by the followers of the Vedas because he does not accept the authorities of the Vedas. Lord Buddha is <coughs> depicted as an agnostic or atheist. The great sage Narada cannot, cannot decry the authority of the Vedas, but he wanted to indicate to Prashtanavarsha that the path of karma kanda is very difficult and risky. Foolish persons accept the difficult path karma kanda for the sake of sense enjoyment. And those who are too much attached to sense enjoyment are called mudhas, rascals. It is very difficult for a mudha to understand the ultimate goal of life. In the propagation of the Krishna consciousness movement, we actually see that many people are not attracted because they are mudhas engaged in fruitive activity. It is said, but they show he murkhanam prakopaya na santaye. If good instructions are given to a, a foolish rascal, he simply becomes angry and turns against the instruction, instruction instead of taking advantage of them. <coughs> because Narad Muni knew the very well, this very well, he, he indirectly 
instructed the king by giving him the history of his entire life. In order to wear a gold or diamond, diamond nose, nose pin are earrings, are earrings. One has to pierce the ear or nose. Such pain endured for the sake of sense gratification is endured on the path of karmakanda, the path of fruitive activity. One wishes to enjoy something in the future. He has to endure trouble in the present. If one wants to become a millionaire in the future and enjoy his riches, he has to work very hard at the present moment in order to accumulate money. This is karmakandya. <coughs> Those who are too much attached to such path undergo the risk anyway. Narada Muni wanted to show King Pachinabharishad how one undergoes great troubles and miseries in order to engage in fruitive activity. A person who is very much attached to material activity is called Vishayi. A Vishayi is an enjoyer of Vishaya, which means eating, sleeping, mating and defending. Narmani is indirectly indicating through the story of King Puranjana that eating, sleeping, mating and defending are troublesome and risky. The word Itihasam, history, and Puranjanam, old, indicate that although a living entity lives within the material world, material body, the history of the living entity within the material body is very old. In this regard, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has sung, Anadi karma phale pari bhavar navajale taribher na dekhye upai. Due to my past rootive activities, I have fallen into the water of material existence and I cannot find any way to get out of it. Every living entity is suffering in this material existence from past activities. Therefore, everyone has a very old history. Foolish material scientists have manufactured their own theories of evolution, which are simply concerned with the material body. But actually, this is not the real evolution. The real evolution is the history, is the history of the living entity, who is Puranjana, living within the body. Sri Narada Muni will explain this evolutionary theory in a different way for the understanding of the sense of the same persons. So we are going into uh, our allegorical story of King Puranjana, who is none other than Prachina Bharishat. So basically, um, it's indicating, it's probably indicating that one um, uh, a king. Uh, he has he has his own duty apart from his um, his personal duty to God realization. And here and the verse before this verse explains uh, that what happens is that um, especially coming into Kali Yuga. There's no more kings because the kings were, they became corrupt. The kings became corrupt. So um, that's why they abolished the king. They had too much power. So even from at that time, so many thousands of years ago, another yuga, the kings were, the, the kings were corrupt. And now in Kali Yuga, it's randomly corrupt. Everybody knows it's open fact. Before in those times, the kings were too corrupt and not corrupt at all, only some are corrupt. So Narada Muni, his job, his service to the universe, his service to Krishna, he, he goes around the universe like a universal preacher, preacher like sannyasis, they travel and preach. So Narada Muni, he has the spiritual body, he can go anywhere he wants. So he is to instruct the kings on the spiritual subject matter. Basically, spiritual subject matter for a grihastha, for a king, for those who are entangled, is to come out of the entanglement and become Krishna conscious. So, <coughs> the kings, uh, here, one of the things is um, animal sacrifice. Animal sacrifice is going on for 
and thousands of years. <coughs> That's why the, you know, the British, when they came to India, they were going for hunting and, and, and on horses and killing the tigers and like this. And even before they came, the kings used to go and fight the ferocious animals. But this is actually going on for thousands of years. If there is too many, like now here in Australia, they have too many kangaroos. And many, many years ago, they are not killing them. Now we can, they're eating them in the restaurants. <laughs> how, how ridiculous. So they said uh, it's necessary because there's too many to protect the, uh, the, from them from eating the crops. Okay, whatever it is, doesn't mean you can eat it. It's like, it's like for us, we, we water down the regulatory principle for the sake of our sense gratification. It's, so it's like that. So sense gratification, they're making so many excuses. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can kill the animals uh, because there's too many of them or uh, like this. I mean, before when they should sacrifice animals, they could bring their life back. But now, if I kill someone, then you should be able to bring the life back. That's what mamsa means. Mamsa means meat. In Sanskrit, mamsa means I kill you and, and then later you can kill me. So they chant that in their ear. I'll kill you now and kill me later. Not to human beings, uh, lower animals. So they were sacrificing animals. This is why <coughs> it's mentioned in this book called Buddha. Buddha is he, he, um, he wanted to stop the animal killing. It was going on too much. So he, so he started this ahimsa, non-violence. Everybody knows ahimsa. Ahimsa means not only killing, but to hurt anyone in any way. Like if I look at you, uh, I hate you. That's like ahimsa. Or if I, I say a bad word to you, swearing word, that's ahimsa, because I'm hurting you. In the yoga languages, that's how they see it. So, and if I say something really bad, I look at you in a bad way. And throughout the day, you're thinking, oh, that probably told me this, and he's looking at me like that. He doesn't like me. So you're, you, you, I, I have hurt you. So you're concentrating throughout the day, and you're thinking how, he's thinking how they're going to revenge. So this is ahimsa also. <coughs> that's why Krishna consciousness is a very uh, subtle matter. You have to be very, very careful what you say, how we do things. <coughs> so, what to speak of killing animal? What to speak? A religious person doesn't even want to hurt an ant. They have the right to walk. And an ant walk, and he put a finger there, and he'll go around it. And sometimes I remember I was small, I go, all the ants going to fly. So um, the devotees told me, don't do that. What if, like tsunami, and everyone's blown away? That's what it means. Some uh, elephant steps on you, and you finish. So ants, they look at us, they think we are, we are you know, Himalayas, we're so big. So we have to be very, very understanding. <coughs> so a religious person, they take compassion on every living entity. They don't even hurt in the end. Everybody has the right to live. Everybody has the right. Doesn't mean they take this in the wrong way. Like, just like the other day, um, an Indian girl was like talking on the phone. Everybody's on the phone. They're always talking. And she was just behind me. And blah, blah, blah. And on, on, the, not on, the, on the WhatsApp. Before they had Skype. And now everyone, everyone can talk. Oh yeah, Mother TK said, so, hey, yeah, I'm here, not Melbourne, on and on, real loudly. And not, not aware of people behind you and not around you. So I turned around and I said, Mother Ji, no, I stay. <laughs> Talk nicely. I said, you know, there's a lot of people around here, you know, just a little bit slowly. Garbage on it, then you can shout in your place. And here there's more people here. Then so uh, people are not conscious. What is Krishna consciousness means? We are conscious of Krishna in every level. So what to speak of hurting someone? I remember 
I remember Jabataka Maharaj long, long ago. Uh, he was, everybody in front of me, he gave me a big slap in the temple room. And, and um, I was also really, really bad. So I was throwing stuff on the ground and things. And then years later, maybe like 20 years later, I met him in Malaysia. He said, Mara said to me, I remember I slept you once, like I slept you. So um, please forgive me, I'm sorry. I said, oh, don't worry about it, it's some years ago. <laughs> you can give me your mercy in any way you like. So, you know, devotees are very apologetic. And even if we hurt someone in a spiritual matter, you're telling others about to upgrade us in Krishna consciousness, make our spiritual progress sometime. Danda. Danda means a punishment. Sometimes I didn't have to hit you. Say something very heavy. If you are devotee, chastises us, that's a blessing. If Shiloh Prabhupada should chastise his disciple, it's very harsh. His eyes red. You, you, you want to dig a hole in the ground and hide because it's so powerful. But it's his mercy. Shila Prabhupada's mercy. Imagine Shila Prabhupada's chastising. That's his mercy. As if I say something to you, oh, I'm not going to Hare Krishna temple anymore. But those people, they're telling me off too much. No. This is their mercy. Accept it. So killing an animal, uh, if he can bring the life back, that's okay. Sometimes I think to myself, all the money I lost for the last 30 years, 40 years, I wish I could get it all back. In, in whatever way. But that never happens. Isn't it? Suddenly you go to the bank and your bank balance is all that money come back and you got this big number of money. So, wow, I'm fantastic. That's material world. Spiritual world is everlasting. So if you make spiritual advancement, it's so much more than any material. There's no comparison. So, <coughs> Buddha was condemned. He, because if you want to eat meat, you have to follow the regular principles. In a dark night, and you eat a lower animal like goat. And you have to tell the, in the ear of the goat, Mamsa, I'm, I'm killing you now, later you can kill me. So just so they can wake up, it's not a good idea, I kill you, the later you kill me. They have to come back again so they can kill me. So this idea is to give it up. So the Vedic, Vedic principles is always there for, for us to uplift. So it was killing was going on too much, too much animal sacrifice. So Buddha said, I reject the Vedas. So that's why Buddha left the Kishti Mount of India. That's why you go to Thailand or any country near India, the Buddhism was very popular because his disciples, they all went to those countries. And India, you know, Krishna consciousness, because they didn't want Buddha there. <coughs> so, um, so Prabhupada is explaining the Prabhupada about this, this story. So it leads to the story of Puranjana. Puranjana. Jana means person. Puranjana means an old person. So explaining an old Puran, Puratana. So it's an old story, but it's old story, but it's new because it deals with sense enjoyment. Who here doesn't like to do sense enjoyment? Everybody likes to enjoy the senses. Isn't it? So nothing more wrong in enjoying your senses. We don't say, ah, oh, go on, enjoy your senses to your limits. No problem. We didn't say that. But you can enjoy sense enjoyment through Krishna consciousness. Singing and dancing, taking prasad is, is even more, much uplifting enjoyment than any gross enjoyment in the material world. We don't drink. We don't eat meat. No sex. No gambling. So if you tell to a non-devotee, they say, what is left then? Those are the, those are the pillar of enjoyment. So the, if you say, we don't enjoy those things, then that's what's left. <coughs> in India, uh, you know, some people like, I remember in the bank of the Ganges, we should go for a Java walk. And a group of people sitting there, they're having tari. You know, tari is Indian beer. They made it from the day, uh, like a palm tree. And, and, and 
they permit that. And they're having in a clay cup and peanuts. You know, it's quite nice. But they're all have red eyes. <coughs> so I said, Chant Hare Krishna. This is why I learned Nitananda. He used to chant Hare Krishna to these kind of people in the side of the Ganges. And they go, hey, here we go, Hare Krishna. And they're still doing it. So these kind of people there. I remember, so I remember I had to go to a shop and buy BD for my father. So I was thinking, oh, because they, in the olden days they had the BD in a packet. And maybe still today. And so I thought, oh, I'll just take one out. He won't notice it. Because it's all, also accounted for. I didn't know that. So I took one out. <coughs> I kept it away in my pocket. And then he says, one BD is missing. <laughs> I said, oh, I didn't take it. <laughs> I was lying. I said, you know, okay. I checked my pocket, I had a BD. <laughs> I said, how oh, you can smoke BD? So then, uh, so like this, people in India, it's a very, there's no intoxicant in it. It's just a tobacco, simple way. There's no nicotine and all this intoxicating effect in your body. But they're, they're very attached to it. So they have to give up these things. Even in the villages, they, they, they need to have some kind of gratification, something. And they, they work all day in the field, they come home, at night they have to have a bidi. Actually, lunch break, they have a bidi too, <coughs> before lunch. <coughs> so there's one guy in Calcutta, he was living in the, in the, on the side of the road. He said, you can't become a devotee, you don't have to live like this. You can serve Krishna, dress nicely, chant, dance. He said, all you have to do is give up meditating, education, gambling, and sex. And, and like this, he said, oh, uh, yeah, I can do all of these things except I cannot give up BD. So all those things, just to smoke a BD, he, he couldn't give up. So in a video, talking about an Indian cigarette. Yeah. And I saw uh, these people from, came from Calcutta. They were in suit and tie. And then they lighted uh, light a cigarette, and I said, wow, what is that? And because you only saw BD, I didn't know what cigarette it was. And then, <coughs> a very fancy, he says, uh, the Indian cigarette. And he had a lighter, it's golden color. The old-fashioned lighter, not the plastic ones. And maybe it's left over from the British. And he took it out, this lighter, and I said, wow, what is a lighter? Because we have matches, you know. So I've never seen a lighter and a, and a, and a cigarette. And he lit a cigarette and he was like and puffing and, and he was wearing suit and tie. So we were all like kids your age, little kids, and we said, Wow my god, this is you know, where did he get the cigarette from? And it was such a nice lighter. So we were like, Wow, these guys are demigods. He <laughs> <laughs> said, Wow, such an advanced people. This, you know, and he was riding an ambassador, Indian car. This is long ago in the seventies. Now they have same as here. So then I came here later on, much later, and everybody, people, I find cigarettes in the ground, just in the street, people, and lighter everywhere. Sometimes I'm in Sankitan selling books. I saw this beautiful lighter, it's made out of like a golden color, so nobody can pick it up. And there was an Indian, and I got, wow, golden. we're looking at it like uh, it's a big thing. So, sense gratification, talk about in this purport. What what's the big deal? What's the big deal to give up these things? Elisha says, just give it up, finish, Chan Hare Krishna. What's the big deal? You don't have to live with women. And then, man, uh, lady, I have to live with man, man. What the heck? The trees standing in the, in the side of the road for hundreds of years, in the rain, in the cold. They don't have, they don't have mucking around going to the pubs. The trees, they're stuck there, of course. But they're enjoying just as much. People cutting their branches, they're still standing there, they're giving beautiful fruits, and people taking, you know, Japanese coming, they take oh, trees, what a wow, beautiful tree in Australia, country, like this. So, what's the big deal to give up sense gratification? What's the big deal? Once you eat halawa, you love gulab jamun? You love it, right? You like gulab jamun, right? I bring it to the Harinam, wow, gulab jamun. You come on Harinam because it's gulab jamun. <laughs> and I don't know and everyone's thinking oh after the harina so you eat this gulab jamun so on your tongue it feels warm mm, I feel so good 
Once it's past your tongue, it goes in your stomach. It becomes... That's it. Isn't it? So that's a momentary enjoyment. Once on the tongue, so you put salt, it tastes salty. You put sugar or sweet. So it's just the tongue. Tongue has a filter. So once it passes, so we are chewing now. And you see the cows? Cows, they're always chewing. They have three stomachs because they can bring the food up one stomach. So they're always chewing. Yeah. I remember I, I was in Hong Kong and I came from China because in China we get Indian food, nothing. It's, it's very austere. I was eating Chinese food. It's just so boring. You know, soy sauce every time, soy sauce. You know, and they said, oh, healthy, don't put too salt. So I joined the cooking class. I said, everybody close their eyes. This is part of the cooking class. And I put all this oil because they don't like to see the too much oil. I put butter in it. Close your eyes. <laughs> anyway, so come to Hong Kong and there's this pushan everywhere in the temple, like here. And so I started the morning program and finished. Uh, all day I was, as I was walking, I had to pick up a little bit, eat a little bit. So always my mouth was chewing on pushan, like chewing on pan. So the body just said, Prabhu, you're eating all day today. Yeah? Yeah. Every time I see you, are chewing on pushan. I said, what's your problem? Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I live in China, and you guys live in here. I got, I got, I got to make up for it. And so I'm saying, Krishna consciousness is enjoyment just as much, just as much. You don't need to suffer. I said, I went to Mayapur. I said, I'm going to Mayapur. No eating, no sleeping. Of course, we don't do meeting and defending. Sometimes we have to, but we didn't have to. So then, I said. I'm not going to even drink water and no shoes. I want all the dust to go on my feet, the holy dham. So then, <clears throat> every day the devotee is saying, Oh Prabhu, can you come to our home for lunch? I said, No, I, I'm not eating. He said, They said, Please. So they were like begging me. So I went there home, I had pizza, so many food. I said, I came to Mayapur. So if you go to the holy dham, he said, I don't want to eat this, I don't want that. This is your idea. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is going to force you to eat. <laughs> That's what happened to me. And it was like, I said, I Melbourne, there's pizza, you know. Hong Kong, come to my, there's pizza too, you know. So, this, Krishna doesn't like his devoted to austerities. Where's the austerity? Prabhupada used to say, where's the austerity? He woke up in the middle of the night and he went to the Brahmacharya ashram and started kicking the devotees, wake up, wake up, you sleeping souls, why are you sleeping, wake up. And everybody looked at Prabhupada, Prabhupada, it's one o'clock midnight. I said, oh, you know, Prabhupada went back. <laughs> Prabhupada's transcendental. <clears throat> so he doesn't need to sleep. We need to sleep. And sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, I, 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 I'm uh, I know I have my alarm clock at four o'clock. And you go, and just turn the damn thing off and go and sleep. <laughs> and then I, did, I pushed the wrong button and it could me again. And five minutes later, <laughs> keeping me, every five minutes, keeping me awake. Because if you hit the wrong button, because there's one button where you hit, it doesn't ping ping again. But if you hit somewhere else, it pings again. So, so Mrs. Krishna was wanted to get up. I said, okay, fine, I'm getting up. So I woke up. I didn't come to the temple, I was just going up and down the room, turning around. And so, this, where is the sense gratification? Where is the sense gratification? You tell me. If sense gratification is no enjoyment, like, like this Seva uh, Bhavana Prabhu, you know, he, he makes the best bread in Melbourne Temple. Yeah, isn't it? Sometimes it's long, you can carry it on your shoulder, like a plow. And sometimes it's round, you can carry it like a bun, put it in your pocket. They're all different sizes. And that's enjoyment. And then, it's very offensive when he doesn't give me. <laughs> give it all away. So that's real enjoyment. You buy a bread from outside, from Coles. You buy a bread. 
You just look at the ingredients. There's about a million ingredients in it. Your eyes hurt because there's so many things. It takes ages to read this many ingredients. Right? Yeah. So, so I bought this bread from South Melbourne Market. It cost me 10 bucks for a loaf. They said sourdough because there was no bread in the temple. You know, all of the bread's finished. The long ones, the round ones, everything was gone. So then, and it was sourdough, it was really sour. I ate one, I ate one piece and, and it was like, like eating, like eating rubber. My teeth were like bent. And it's really sour because it's sourdough. So then I said, ah, what the heck? So I cut it up, made it into small pieces, threw it outside for the pigeons. Isn't it? So there is no enjoyment. <laughs> I'm making the point. Same enjoyment. You want to enjoy your senses? Come to the Hare Krishna temple. But this Hare Krishna temple is not a place for sense enjoyment. It's spiritual enjoyment. When I first came here in Melbourne, and I came to walk in the Melbourne temple, everywhere I looked, there's Busharam. I said, what, the, what is, what's wrong with this? Uh, like, you know? And I said, and I cooked this beautiful halava. I was thinking, wow, these people don't know what halava is. So, you know, because I just came from China, they never have a halava there. So I used to go to Hong Kong, bring halwa, San Luina to Hong Kong, from, from Hong Kong to, to, to China. And they said, wow, yeah, Prabhupada has a San Luina, he's going to make halwa today for Sunday feast. And so like I had people coming from Beijing and Shanghai, everywhere, to eat the halwa. So I came, I make halwa, I said, nobody will look at it here. So what's wrong with everybody? He said, no, no, halwa, we have it every day, breakfast, lunch. So they have too much enjoyment, you guys are spoiled, you know, spoiled. Too much to hear to eat, isn't it? Yeah, so still people say, oh, I don't want to become Hare Krishna. Okay, go ahead, go, go and live and, and eat your, you know, your dry burgers, a cardboard box, pieces of sandwiches with some tomato in it, and cost you, you know, five bucks or more. Here you get free, isn't it? So if people, people want to eat meat. What's in it? Why? So I was selling cookbooks. And when the first, when the first, cook, first cook, cookbook came out, I was in New Zealand and I used to go to order and sell cookbooks. So and, and I happened to walk into a, a butcher shop. That's going to be difficult to sell cookbooks in a butcher shop. So the guy behind the counter said, Oh, we love the juicy steak. I said, What? Yuck. <laughs> juicy, what? You know, it's like eating your own guts. And I told him all about it, you know. You know, like you're eating an embryo. And, no, a juicy steak. And so then I gave him all the, I gave him all the, uh, you know, hints. He said, yeah, you're right. And he bought a cookbook. You know, I said, I said first give up this uh, uh, working here and maybe become a cook. He can cook in our temples, vegetarian food. In New Zealand, the people are much easygoing. Then they like the Indian and. And at that time, in Australia, oh, get a job. They don't say that anymore. They're, they're nice to us. So, meat eating, there's no enjoyment. You have to, even to cook the meat in India, in India they're cooking meat, some, the, 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 some Hindus. They put so much onion garlic, they paste it. They have the rock thing. I see the mothers, they sit, all day, sweating. They have big bata, it's called bata, right? Yeah, and they're not going to work like here. They're all day making bata, and they keep it inside this paste. Ginger, onion, garlic, and very strong. They keep it in a bowl, and then they use that. And so I remember my mother, my mother was cooking, and he put this big thing. And she didn't have a spoon, and they use a handful of attack in the oil, all this bata. I said, I said, so then I went to see her in, in my bowl, and she was serving me. Everything she needed to use her hand. So she took her hand, took up the rice, and I said, don't serve me, use a spoon, please. So they use very naturally. So they're very, they're full of love, and they use like to use hand. So my point is, you cook the meat, you have to put so much spices to make it tasty. What is the, what is the taste in it? Is it dead flesh? So I remember when I go to the supermarket, and I, people buy meat, and I say very loudly, Whoa, look at the dead flesh! <laughs> <laughs> to make that real. 
dead flesh. Where's the, where's the taste in that? Yuck. And then they hear it. They look and so their eyes keep walking. <laughs> That's what it is. Just dead flesh. Yeah. They're eating, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicken pickle. Chicken egg pickle. You know? I mean, it's very grasping. This is what they eat. If I tell you right now, you're not going to be able to eat for one week because it's so gross in China. So gross. That's why I never go to the market. I told Malaji, I will buy the vegetable myself and cook the feast because I was so excited and everything is so cheap. $20, you can buy a truck of vegetable. Truck. So I love to go because Hong Kong is expensive. Ginger. In the side of the road, ginger, 10 cents, you can buy 5 kg ginger. Yeah, ginger. And so I went to the market here, $25 for kg. I said, what, is it made out of gold? <laughs> so expensive. So I decided to leave and stay in China because everything is so cheap. So people, they choose to enjoy this material body, they choose to. Why? They can actually really enjoy it for free. For free. There's a couple came here. Uh, <coughs> I think she's from Cuba or something, and her husband's Australian. So then, they love the lunch. They came up, so I, 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 so I spoke to her. She said, are you the cook? I said, yeah. He, he said, are you sure it's free? Because it's like, we never had even Indian restaurant. I said, yeah, it's free. But if you want to donate some money, it's up to you. There's a donation box up there, but nobody even looks at it. Everyone's eating. So, there is sense enjoyment in a very sat, in a very spiritual way. You can enjoy, but not gross enjoyment. You can, you can enjoy Krishna consciousness, blissful life, chanting, dancing. So, meat-eating is condemned by the sufferers because um, if, if, if someone can eat meat, they can eat lower animals like chicken or goat, but not cows, this in India. And so, um, cow is known as mother because we all drank mother's milk and father bull because father walks in the field to grow vegetables. So we never kill father and mother, the religious principles. So Prabhupada said that the cause of the war is due to killing animals. As I was saying earlier, killing is ahimsa, non-violent. He used to not even hurt anybody. As somebody who is very religious, they don't even hurt an ant. Because we know there's life in it. Isn't it? Life, something, how do you define life? Life, something has its consciousness and it moves. Okay, you don't know the soul, this and that, so many things. But at least something is in there. That's why it's moving. I said, there's no God. Hey, of course, there's not be God. Some, somebody's there. Someone behind some doing all these things. Okay, I don't know if it's Krishna or Buddha, whoever. But there's somebody behind. At least you have to understand it that way then we know there's the concept of living person behind everything. Exist. So existence, when we can first understand there's somebody behind who is making everything go. That's the first step of understanding knowledge. Then gradually you can dig into more, search into more spiritual knowledge. You must know there's somebody behind. Like all these kids here, this is like, you know, they're, they're mugging around, sitting here, somebody listening, somebody not, you know. It depends, because you're serious. Your name is Krishna, right? Yeah. You're Balaram, is it? What's your name? Krishna. Krishna, and you? Krishna. Krishna, oh my God. Where did you pick up feather? <laughs> yeah, Krishna Dash. Uh, these, these, two, these two boys, yeah, they're always very sincere, listening, and uh, you don't go to school, because you're lucky. Your dad can teach you. Uh, I went to Gurukul, so I didn't have to go to Karmi school. And so I'm also lucky. So, 
he would have the most fortunate. Prabhupada said, the children, Hare Krishna's children, are most fortunate because they know Krishna as Supreme God. Prabhupada asked one of the little kid, and he said, who is God? Krishna is the Supreme Prophet God. Yeah, small kid. Prabhupada said, this girl knows everything. Whole universe, the demigod, they don't know this, and she knows. That's all we need to know. So, we, first of all, if you know, we are the follower of Krishna. Whatever Krishna eat, we eat. That's it. If I bring a big plate, the Radha, Radha, Radha Balabhaji, big plate, I, I bring it from the, from the temple room to the kitchen, huge plate, two plates like this, and I'm singing and dancing. The mothers you saw, hey, you, be careful with that. Don't think you're a superman. You, know, you can drop that plate anytime. I said, no, Mataji, I'm, I've been here three years. I'm just playing around with it. I'm not going to drop it. If I drop it, I drop it on you. <laughs> so I was carrying the plate. So I took off the lead. So I said to I look, look at that. What do you want? He said, no, I just take a piece of leaf. I just, just a tulsi leaf. I said, you sure? You don't want the burfi and all the sutra? I said, no. Nah. So wow, it's really detached. I mean, I remember many, many years ago, I broke into the deity room. Because they have, in Calcutta temple, they have the deity room, they have the metal gate. You know those metal gate that stretches? You know that, that kind of metal gate? So it stretches. So, so they have the deity plates already offered, and they didn't, the, the, the pujari is inside. So I, I feel like way in there, reached out, and I took all this thing, you know, pulled the plate closer. And I took the sui's, burfi, and I, I was wearing a jacket, a lot of, a lot of pockets. A poor year, stuffed with all in, the crumbs and stuff were falling down. Then sweet dry ones. And then I said, I'm not going to the ashram because there's devotees there. Just straight to the forest, like nobody around. And big feast, all of myself. But just, so you can enjoy Krishna consciousness. Never got into trouble because they don't know who took it. I didn't come back to the temple till like hours later. Everything was over. So if they're looking for someone, who knows? <laughs> I came back when everything was over. <laughs> Maybe if they're smart enough, they know. This guy is not here, maybe he took. But. So in Krishna consciousness, there is enjoyment in every way. If we want to enjoy spiritual life, it's available. If, if we want gross sense of, sense of gratification, this is not the place. But I remember I was just a brahmachari and I went to Poland. You know, Poland uh, will have the uh, Maharaj's tour and have Heaps of Madhajis, like your age, young girls, so everybody's young, Brahmacharis, Brahmacharinis. So then, and, and, and so there's a lot of emphasis on um, looking at each other. So I, I, I said, um, I said, Mara said, just get into chanting. So then everybody's so involved, there's nobody is thinking, oh, yeah, this is, this is all mundane. Everybody's observed in chanting Hare Krishna. So similarly, Srila Prabhupada actually didn't, if you go to Gauriya Mat, there's, Maharaj is not allowed to join, there's no ashram there, only brahmacharis. Srila Prabhupada has mercy on us, even the ladies can take part. That's why Maharaj is doing arati, this is not allowed in Gauriya Mat. The Prabhupada had extra mercy on us. So always remember our goal is to serve Krishna, our goal is to develop love for Krishna. These things are all external. We, we have to remember what is the purpose of our being here. If we want to enjoy our senses, this is not the place for it. We can serve Krishna and enjoy in the blissfulness of Krishna consciousness. Isn't it? Like if you want to have a nice prasadam for yourself, you have to put a name on it, otherwise everyone will take it. There's no proprietorship over here. I don't know, in Brahmacharya Ashram, they have a refrigerator. And I open, there's nothing in it, it's all dry, this, that. And, and they, something nice, they put a name on it. If you go to my place, they have a huge fridge inside, a lot of stuff. That's why I know how to come there. <laughs> I don't eat here, I eat all, all fancy stuff or help. So my point is, Krishna consciousness is full of bliss. 
if we are looking for something else other than Krishna consciousness, this is not the place for it. Yeah. You have to go and eat outside like cardboard boxes, um, toast. Here you can eat puris, halwa, prasharam, wonderful prasharam and enjoyment. So this Krishna consciousness is full of enjoyment, if we want. So Prabhupada says, eating, sleeping, mating, defending. These are the four pillars of sin. Eating, sleeping, mating, defending. Sleeping. And sometimes people can't even sleep because they have to get peeled because they can't sleep. So even if you have a, a very soft and very comfortable bedding, we can't sleep on it. But I've seen in India, people sit under the tree. Like they have this, uh, what do you call that? Made out of rope. A bunk. Hammock. I like a hammock. But yeah. But it's a bed, it's made out of rope, and it's very comfortable. You sleep on it. And, and they sleep so They sleep so well under the tree. Here you got a fast out here. People can't sleep. <laughs> you, you sit on it, you go right down, because it's so soft. So they think, oh, I sleep. And I was talking to my student, yoga student. The guy said, I couldn't sleep all night, and so I needed yoga, maybe it can give me energy. I told him, yeah, because you guys eat and do all these things, that's why you can't sleep at night. We have stress and anxiety. So that's in the background, in the back of your mind, you have too much stress. So suddenly you can't sleep. So he said, he asked me what I should do. Should I get up middle night and do some exercise? I say you can do meditation, you can read a book, then you'll fall asleep. Because when you, fall, when you read a book, a minute later you find yourself in the book. And then we sit down to Chanjapa. I come here, Chanjapa. Two minutes later I'm sleeping. And everybody's eyes closed. They're not moving their mouth, they're not sleeping. They think, oh, I'm meditating on the holy name. And then, so it's such a struggle to chant Hare Krishna. Struggling with our senses and our mind. It's a very difficult thing, even though it's easy. If we go around and around to keep us awake, so actually sit down is not easy. So yesterday was the Kadashi, so there's no grains. So we, I feel very light. And we, we eat too much grains, rice and dal and sabji and puri and chapati. Body finds very difficult to digest those things. And cakes and rasagula, gulajamuna, just, oh God. You just stuff to the neck every day. And then you get up in the morning, you can concentrate. So that's why you feel when you didn't eat grains, that, that Maharaj was here, Russian, the Russian guy, that Maharaj, Rasayana Maharaj. You know, he, he only eats a kadushi pusharam every day. I ate with him. I said, uh, uh, so I bought some goranga potato, uh, olive oil and butter, and cheese over it very, and melt the cheese a little bit like pizza. And so the mother is cooking for Maharaj. He says, oh, I like that one better the most. I said, that's goranga potato, Maharaj. And he said, oh, I want that. So then he liked it so much, he was here for a week. Every day they want, he wanted goranga potato. Whoever was making, they had no idea how to make goranga potato. So they all came to me. Uh, Prabhu, can you can make goranga potato? I said, no problem. And so then I was joining him. He's eating goranga potato every day with uh, cheese and stuff. And then, so you can eat food that's healthy. You don't have to eat things that's, that's going to harm your body. Meat is harmful. I mean, I never eat meat. But I'm sure it would be. Because I lived in China. If you lived in China, you know it's so harmful. It's so obnoxious what they eat. I've seen, you know, they chopping the head of a dog on the side of the road. They hang in. Dog. Have you seen? And they eat dog. Chandala. Chandala means they eat dogs. So you can respect the Chinese devotee. They've given up that. It's better, better to eat a dog than a cow, I reckon. 
So they're eating that. And you name it. There's not even a cockroach that could eat it up. They make pokora with it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to say it. So, in Krishna consciousness, it's the highest level of what we put in our mouth. Prashara. So special. You know, it's like Nitai uh, Pramananda Prabhu, he makes beautiful pizza. You know, I remember you, you, you were carrying the pizza like this, like in the five star hotel. So big and so beautiful. Food is beautiful. So you see what's grown in the field, it's created by Bhagavan. Rice, grains, this is created by God. Because, and whoever is the creator of all this, he is the most beautiful, most amazing. Isn't it? Most amazing for the creator of all. And when he put the food in your belly, how is digesting spread throughout the body? Such a wonderful machine. We get an airplane, you know. And you know, we go to Sydney just an hour, you're there. You take a train one night. If you drive there eight hours. And airplane, you're there in, five, in just one hour. That's, that's so amazing. But there could be accident, there's, there's pollution from all the, and the noise. And Krishna created just mosquito. Never an accident. You never hear a mosquito have an accident. So what God creates is perfect. I never seen, in, if, you go to, if you live in Western Australia, Perth, they have a lot of flies in the summertime. So we used to sell this t-shirt called, No Flies on Me. There's all the flies there, you know, in the, in the back. We sell, you know, 40 bucks, one t-shirt. People were buying, we were selling like hotcake uh, a long time ago. And they go, oh. A lot of exercise because this flies all over your face. So this is the Australian salute fly, you know. So, all these flies, they were never an accident. You don't see... There are thousands of them. And the birds, they're flying so nicely in groups. Mm, so beautiful. Aerobic. There's never an accident. They go, ah, I hate you. They, they, you know, hitting each other in the air. But it's none of that. Only the human beings do that. So everything created by God is perfect. We create, we don't even want to know who's the creator of all these wonderful things that we see today. So, Bhagavatam explains practically who is the creator, who is behind everything. To find out the truth of the universe. Atato, Brahma Jigyasa. Jigyasa means to inquire into the truth of life. Who is that person? Krishna is there. And that's me. And nobody wants to pay attention. That's why Krishna spoke to Bhagavad Gita. He says, I'm God. I'm the one who's creator of all these things. Aham Sarvasya Prabhavya. But we turn away from Krishna. We don't want to know Krishna. So, we always have to see the alternative of everything. If you have a problem, then you go to the doctor. They give you medicine. So, the medicine is always there. That medicine is to spiritual medicine. It's um, spiritual enjoyment. Okay, so take our Krishna consciousness in a very positive way. Then you will feel deep in Krishna consciousness. It's not a shallow thing. But if you don't accept Krishna consciousness and just just move around on the surface, then you will remain there. But that's also good as long as you're coming here. But then you need to get more involved. Get initiated. Chant Hare Krishna. Go back to God at the end of this life. Get into it. Preach about Krishna. Become part of Krishna consciousness. Become full-on devotee. Prabhupada sometimes said, oh, Prabhu, you're really full on. You're rah, rah, you do too much. Yeah. That's okay. That's for Krishna. Yeah. That's all right. Any questions? A lot of children here, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we see Satya Yuga is the golden age and Kali Yuga is the iron age. Iron. 
Oh, the golden age is now, even though it's iron age. So, Chattatveta Daparkali, Chattatveta Daparkali, four ages. Golden age is actually Satya Yuga, everything golden. Iron age is, and the other two is, I don't know, it's, uh, you know, it's just a, just a way of explaining it. Um, except, so golden age is Satya Yuga. They also say Kali Yuga is golden age, also, even though it's iron age. So, it means just it's a spiritual understanding, because in this age, even though it's iron age, we have the golden opportunity to become Krishna conscious. So it's golden age. So what Satya Yuga, people, people, people live for a thousand years, but then Satya Yuga, uh, to go to, for liberation, to go back to Godhead, they have to perform austerities and sit in meditation for hundreds of thousands of years. At this age, we can be liberated in just less than a hundred years. So it's golden age. Golden age. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is known as Golden Avatar. <coughs> so, Treta Dapar is, uh, is like Golden Age because it's closer to Kali Yuga. So, it's just an uh, explanation, philosophical explanation. Doesn't mean, uh, but Kali Yuga is Iron Age for sure. So, Satya Yuga is gold, and then uh, silver, next Yuga, and uh, uh, yeah, another metal and this and this uh, iron age because everything is iron, you know, car, metal, everything iron. And, and nobody wants iron; it's rotten. But everybody wants gold. So iron age is Kali Yuga. Iron is dark and and is and is uh, rusted. It's not healthy. So you come in Kali. I remember there's a Maharaj was telling a story. Um, the, the 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 sages they went to the uh, they went to they're talking about different ages. Because I was saying, Satya Yuga, like this, the description of Satya Yuga and Teta Yuga, Daba Yuga, and everybody quiet after that. So what's now? They, they, didn't want, they didn't even want to say Kali Yuga because the word Kali is so dark. So they said Satya Yuga, Teta Yuga, Daba Yuga, and they all kept quiet. Because Kali Yuga is so bad, Iron Age, they didn't even want to mention it in their mouth. So we are living in the age of iron, Kali Yuga. They say, oh yeah, I'm so and so, I'm so great. Who, who cares? You're born in Kali Yuga. What's so important about you? But if you are devotee, then it's very great. If you're not devotee, you're just a, you're just a person in the iron age. That's it. You're driving, you're driving your iron car and your iron airplane in a, in a metal... Uh, in a metal cage, that's it. Yeah. It is going in the circle. You drive here, from here to another place, but you're still going in the circle, the same place in the material world. We're not liberating you. Okay, another question? Mataji's questions? I just was thinking about how you're talking about the Chinese Chinese people. When, when they come to our temple or even at Crossface, for example, we um, have to remember to treat them with a very good amount of respect and give them almost like a special treatment, but really because they will not eat any any food which has no meat in it. So when they come yeah. to Crossface, I think it's really special when in the temple. Yeah, of course. Um, not everybody is like, like what I was saying. Some people are nice. Like we have the Chinese devotees that are really nice. And there are Chinese that are like really gross, down to mature, like really bad. And the same here. So many materialistic people, some Indians. You go to India, there's really, really bad Indians, like sinful activity, everything, gambling, everything. And there are Indians like here, you guys, oh, Bhagwan. And there are Indians like they're so bad. You know, so I, everybody knows. So every, so, uh, you know, graphic. So this is a material world. In India, you see the Indian people like way up here, really high class, and way down there. Isn't it? So bad. And prostitution, this and that, low, 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 low. The same here. 
and then you know you go to any country, very very high class. But what do you mean about high class? You know, they may be really bad, and they call it high class. So, what I mean to say is, real high class him being is devotees, because we are practicing Krishna consciousness. So, the, the people come to crossways, the, the the Chinese, that's just good. You know, some of you come to temple, that's nice. I've seen some uh, Asian people come for Pushar uh, lunch. You know, so you can talk to them nicely and, and give some advice. Now I go around, I don't cook the lunch and then back door, I'm gone home. I'll go up, talk to the guest, talk to people, get some feedback, they like it, and then are they here first time? It's a, it's a preaching opportunity. You know, I remember an early day Sunday feast, everybody had to be sitting in with the guest. Every devotee had to have one person next to and talking to them, not just you eat yourself. We had to sit with someone and talk to them. The whole idea of Sunday feast is to make devotees. Why and did I, that stop? Huh? Why did that stop? I don't know. Everything, you know, changes time. Uh, people don't have time, less manpower. So I remember I used to go around and, and if I gave a Sunday talk and people want to talk to me afterward, hey, you know, like, and I remember one time this uh, young boy and a, he was crying. So I said, what's the matter? He said, oh, he broke up with his girlfriend. And then so I said, oh, don't worry about it. You'll get another one. <laughs> I didn't say that. But I said, you can generate Krishna. Be here. You'll, you'll, you see me and all my friends here, they're same age as him. We don't have any problem with that. You know, and they, they, you know, these things are very external. You know. So don't worry about it. It'll all blown away after a while. And she left you because she doesn't love you. Simple. Don't, don't, don't. Well, if she loves you, she'll stick around with you. And if you love her, and so this is all mundane. Mundane love. There's not real love in there. So I try to explain to him. It makes sense, but when someone, they're in love with someone, they don't, nothing goes in their head. They're, they're, they're frustrated. They're, they're too entangled. So, so, temple is an opportunity, it's a place where we can, people who come here, men, women, people come here from all ages and all classes of people, we should take an opportunity to, to, to preach to them. Not just we are here, so we, it's for us. Anyone that comes, Krishna says himself, those who preach my glory are very dear to me. So you're going, Hare Krishna, I'm enjoying you know, chanting and dancing. It's good. The go on Harinam is different than sitting in a temple chanting yourself. When you go Harinam, you're preaching. Come on Harinam. Join the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started this. All Hare Krishna. You know, Krishna consciousness by going on the street. Whatever we do, to remember back of our mind, we are all preachers here. Preaching is the essence. Purity is the fold. Books are the basis. This mentioned. So now that we fill up ourselves uh, up to our neck, prasadam, that we don't have time to even chant because uh, I can't chant irrigation anymore. I ate too much prasadam. We have to take, see what is the essential thing in life to please Krishna, please Prabhupada. Right. So if the Chinese people are coming, that's nice. Go there and talk to them, anyhow, how are you? And you know, give them some something nice, uh, you can come to our temple, there are devotees, we can cook noodles for you. Don't worry, we can cook for them. Prabhupada is very merciful. To make someone a devotee, even if you have to cook for them, we will. Who cares? I told one of my students, you come to the temple, I will cook, I'll cook for you, don't worry. Hare Krishna food. He said, just bring for us, we will go to the temple. So I bring for them. Yoga, after yoga they have sticky date and all that stuff like cook, I bring for them because our yoga center has moved now to another place, Rajesh, another restaurant. And yesterday I took, it was Agadoshi, I couldn't eat all the thing. And they had, one guy had three pieces of sticky date, this size. And then there was a Maraji, Australian lady. She said, I'll take the rest home with me. I said, yeah, 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 sure, no worries. 
And tomorrow when you wake up in the morning, have a piece of sticky date. <laughs> it reminds you of Krishna. So yeah, I want to remember of Krishna. I want to have sticky date first thing when I get up. So you don't have to remember Krishna. You just, just, just eat the sticky date. Then you remember Krishna because Krishna is in the food. So you can make friendship with people through food and in a different way. You know, it's always good. Okay. Another question? There is no prasadam today. So. Is it prasadam today? Because they're always, they're always late bringing up the bucket. Because it's now they have a heavy bucket, so nobody wants to go and bring it. Are <laughs> <laughs> we going to eat it all down here? No, because Nitananda said uh, that if you, if you all eat down here, nobody will go in the shop. Not for breakfast. Yeah, it's a good idea. You can eat down here, if not raining or cold. So this is uh, from, I think from next week, there's going to be a uh, lamp offering. Yeah, so more and more, you're going to see more devotees here, they say, oh, because more advancement, you make more progress this month, so you're going to have, but I think you make progress all the time. It's not just Kartik time. Krishna is here every day, you know. Krishna is God, all pure. But that time is special, so everybody comes. So. Next week is going to be packed here. Yeah, every day. They offer the candle and stuff. So it'll be more interesting about the class. We have more attendance, at least. Yeah. I have been to some temple, only the speaker and one or two people. And the deities and the four walls. Yeah, like Hong Kong. I mean. yeah. And so he said, I, I'm going to give Bob the class today. They're going to be like packed temple. Then I went there, was there was two people sitting there. <laughs> they, they don't even speak English, have a trans- translator. And by the time you finish your translation, the class is supposed to be one hour, it's a half hour because you need. And the translator would like take a long time. Yeah, they, I don't even know what they're saying, if they understood me or not. So, you know, it's a very big job. So, Melbourne is really nice. I can speak in, in, in English. And, some people sitting here, which is good. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Shri Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Bhagavatam, Ki Jai.